we're wrapping up the season here on Couple Money. We're going to share how we did with our finances this year, how to do a year-end review, and what to do if you've had a setback on your goals. Welcome to the Couple Money Podcast, where we're focused on helping spouses get on the same page, dump their debt faster, and get on the path to financial freedom together. Support for this podcast comes from 5 Days to 5K Course. A big headache for many couples in the community is they know what they need to do. They need to knock down this debt or save up for a big goal. The question is, where does this money come from? Budget's tight. So I designed a free week-long course that will show you step-by-step how to find, save, and make some extra money. And it's broken down into manageable chunks because I know we are all busy. You can sign up at couplemoney.com 5k. Before we get into the finale, I wanted to talk to you briefly about last week. That was supposed to be the season finale then, but you've noticed I didn't get the episode out. And I know some of you listen to the podcast, but aren't newsletter subscribers, so I want to fill you in. A lot's happened in the last week. I'm going to start off with the good because it's easier for me right now. So this past Sunday was our 12th anniversary and uh, we had a lovely time and really enjoyed it, which is why I originally planned on ending the season last week. It's kind of been my tradition for our anniversary to be like the end point for the podcast, you know, take off the rest of the year to hang out with my family. Last week was different. I have some friends that are having some health issues. And uh, last week I got a call and a good friend of mine was stopping chemo and getting hospice care. And while I had a script up and ready, I couldn't hit record. It just didn't feel right. On some level, it just felt disingenuous to talk about ending this year on a high note when this was going on. I really just needed to stop and and take a breather and so I did which is a privilege we didn't have years ago when we were in debt and living on a tight budget so I'm really grateful to have this option unfortunately my friend Kathy lost a battle with cancer and passed away on Monday so if there's something positive about this past week that I've had that could help you with your finances I would say that it's It's made me more determined to continue helping families be in a better spot with their money so they can have more options like stepping back. I absolutely hate when money is a source of stress when you have bigger things to think about. And with that in mind, today's show is focused on how to do a year-end review. In this episode, we're going to get into you know, how we did for the year. We're also going to talk about handling setbacks with your finances because I completely understand life happens. What do you do then? You know, when you don't reach your goals, it's very easy to get discouraged. How do you push forward? And then finally, just a reminder why we all need to simplify things, not just with finances, but with our lives so we can enjoy it more and have more options and less stress. So let's get started.
When we began this year, we had three major goals we wanted to tackle. We wanted to take more trips as a family. We wanted to renovate our basement because we're going to turn this into a home office space and pay down the mortgage. We made progress on all of these. While I didn't get what I was hoping for and wishing for with the family trip abroad, I am glad that we were able to take several trips together throughout the year, have time, have fun, and stay within budget. Our basement renovation was our biggest expense by far this year. We have the drywall electric work done. We also have the insulation trim work. And we're really excited about getting my husband's desk moved down. I already have my office space set up. So by next year, we'll have a dedicated area where we can work from home and still be separated enough that the girls don't interrupt things. Now, between the family vacations and taking care of the basement, we didn't have a lot of extra money, but we did know that we wanted to put it towards the mortgage. So what we did is we rounded up our mortgage payments and sent that in. While it might not seem like a large amount, we are shaving off years on our mortgage and paying it off sooner. We're happy overall with the progress that we made and we're really excited about our goals for next year. But that's it. That is a year-end review, which is what are the major goals we had and how did we do them? If you're subscribed to the newsletter, you'll see the numbers this weekend. It's a little dry. It's not that exciting to talk about, but I wanted you to see how uncomplicated it is. A year review is basically just a bigger review of what's going on with your finances. If you do regular money dates, then you have most of it already done. It's just tracking your progress on those big goals that you have. And for us, we usually look at our investments on a quarterly basis in detail to just make sure that everything is on track. Besides our big goals that we made for the year, with our review, we also look at our monthly budget. Sometimes you'll notice that there's a trend where a bill is going up and it might be time to renegotiate or it might be time to adjust your budget. Maybe your power company has raised rates. Is there ways you can cut back and save at home? Or is this something that you just need to account for in your budget? Also, if you just recently did open enrollment and you were handling your 401k investments, health insurance options, that's also an opportunity to review and see if you can improve on anything. We notice with some small changes, we were able to save on healthcare expenses. So what we did is we decided to reallocate that money into our health savings account. And then looking at your overall net worth can give you an idea if there are certain accounts that you need to keep an eye on or adjust, or if you guys are on track. And there are plenty of apps that can make it much easier. The three biggest ones that I think are very helpful for couples are Personal Capital, Tiller, and Mint. And they each are really good for different types of situations and couples. So for Personal Capital, if you have a lot of accounts and you're also looking for help with the investments, they are a great option to make sure that you're minimizing unnecessary fees. Mint is very good. It's very straightforward and simple. If your focus this year is just getting your budget squared away, that is a very 
easy one to use, very visual, and you can set it up to give you alerts if you get it close to your spending. And what I absolutely love about Tiller is how customizable it is. Many of you have emailed me about some unique circumstances that you have with your finances, and I get it. Maybe one of you is a freelancer or working on the side, and you want a tool that is able to adjust with your circumstances. Tiller, you can completely customize it. We have budget templates that you can use with the spreadsheets and it pulls in that data from your banks every day. So you get a win-win situation with that, something customizable and at the same time automated. So I'll have the links up in the show notes, but use a tool that you're comfortable with and have a regular check-in with your finances. That way, when you do a year-end review, it doesn't take too long and then you get a very clear idea of what you need to work on for the next year and beyond. I'd love to say that you're going to make all your money goals this year beyond, but the reality is there are going to be times when we have setbacks with our finances and how we handle them can make a huge difference with whether we quit or we push ahead. So I want to talk about some common setbacks that a lot of couples have when it comes to their finances and how to deal with it. The first one is when you do your reviews in your finances, many couples find that the problem is they have too many goals going on at once. Yes, we want to pay off our credit cards. We want to save for trips. We have an emergency fund we want to take care of. Oh, and we need to save for retirement. While it's fantastic that you want to tackle everything, if you want to be effective, set one or two main goals for the year. What happens is, is that you're directing your money towards a few goals and you're going to make more progress on them. I think a big reason why Dave Ramsey's baby step process works is because it gives you a clear path and you're focusing on one goal at a time. Now that doesn't mean you only work on one goal per year, but you focus on one at a time. So if you're getting your emergency fund set up, you focus all your money on that. And then you can now direct once you hit that goal towards paying off debt. And then if you have another goal towards investing, if you knocked out one of your credit cards, you might decide, okay, you know what? I'm going to go now focus on investing. Sometimes it's better to have one goal and focus on it than to have several goals. You can always add on as you make progress, but the idea is you want to build on your momentum. And so focusing on one or two goals for the year when you're starting off with finances is usually the way to go. Another setback couples have with their finances is that they've set ambitious goals, but they don't have a clear path on how they're going to achieve them. A lot of us get this advice, dream big, and even if you don't make your goal, you're going to succeed. But that's not always the case. You can get really discouraged if you're further back than you've planned with your goals. And so one of the best ways that you can set big goals while still having a big win is making sure that you have a plan to get you there. If you remember last episode, we talked about SMART goals where you set a specific number, but also you have something that's measurable and it's something that's achievable. So if you have $15,000 of credit card debt and you don't have a path on how you're going to pay it off this year, then instead scale back, focus on one or two of the credit cards and see if you can come up with a clear path of how you're going to adjust your budget. 
Maybe it's earning a little bit extra with the side hustle. Maybe it's cutting it back on expenses. But by focusing on having a how on your path, you're more likely to achieve it and to stay encouraged. And finally, the last big hurdle that many couples have when it comes to their finances, it's outside circumstance. It doesn't get talked about enough, I don't think, in personal finance, because I do understand sometimes we let that become an excuse, but we do have to acknowledge when life happens and we do have a setback, sometimes we do need to take a pause and adjust our goals. So if you had a case of one of your kids got sick or you lost a job or had your hours cut, give yourself some space, talk about it, and then adjust your goals. If you have any questions about a particular setback that you're having, please let me know. You can email me, l at couplemoney.com. I'd love to help you out. And don't forget, we also have a community over on Facebook called Thriving Families, where we support each other with our goals and encourage each other when we have setbacks. So you've heard about our week. And to be honest, it's kind of par for the course in 2018. We've had a lot going on. We had family members dealing with chronic health issues. We visited loved ones in the nursing home, hospital, checking in on them. It's just a lot on our plates. And after hearing from you on Facebook and through emails and everything, Many of you are dealing with the same thing, just a lot going on. How do you juggle it at all? How do you focus on what's important? I'm guessing if you listen to this personal finance podcast, you probably listen to some others. You've no doubt heard this term financial independence. For many, it means being able to retire early. It's pretty popular right now, but what's more important to me is talking about financial freedom and what that specifically means for families. I think there are a lot of core principles within financial independence that can be very helpful for families, especially when you have young kids. Unfortunately, I don't see enough discussion within the FI FIRE community about how does your day-to-day look like when you're raising young kids on the path of financial independence? What choices are you going to make now to not only reach that goal in the future, but give yourselves buffer now and enjoy the time you have with your family. So for 2019, here's what I'm doing. On Couple Money, we're going to continue focusing on how to work together on that path of financial independence, the conversations to have, the tools that are out there and the strategies that have worked for other couples. However, Finances are only one part of the equation. There are many skills to learn, tools, tactics that you can use to become financially free and eventually independent while raising your kids. And that's what's going to be my focus on simplify and enjoy. We're looking at the big picture with how you can simplify your finances, your home, your lives. And we're also going to dig into the challenges and choices we have to make as families when pursuing financial independence with little ones. Are you and your spouse going to take a break from full-time work to be with your kids until they're old enough for school? Dropping income definitely affects your timeline. So where do you draw that line? How do you slash expenses while still providing special experiences for your kids? Yes, there are some fun, frugal, and 
free activities out there that you can do as a family, but there are kid-related expenses. The point is, with Simplify and Enjoy, our focus isn't going to be who can get to FI the fastest or who's the most frugal. It's about providing the tools and ideas so you can cut out that unnecessary noise and build a life that you want for your family. So if you're interested, you can find out more in the show notes or just sign up and join at simplifyandenjoy.com slash join. I hope to see you there. Before we wrap up, I want to focus on some key takeaways on how you can simplify your finances, make it less stressful, and win with your money. The first is review your finances regularly. For us with our schedule, doing a monthly review makes the most sense. It allows us to check and adjust our budget as needed. But you too might sit down and figure that a weekly review or maybe by paycheck is the way to go. However you do it, make sure it's something consistent that you can look forward to. And that way, if something does come up and it happens, you can adjust as needed. The second one is be comfortable talking about money. That's one of the benefits of having a regular money date to sit down and talk about it. It doesn't seem as stressful. It's just something that's a part of your routine. When you're more comfortable talking about money, you're more likely to come up with solutions that fit you and your goals. And finally, speaking of fitting you, look for the simple solution when it comes to your finances. I know we have plenty of options in FinTech for apps to manage your budget, take care of your investments, and so forth. Go for the tool that fits your particular goal and style. If you're a pen and paper person, go for that. And if you're someone that absolutely loves apps, then make that your tool. The point is, you don't want to make it harder on yourself to stick with your goals. So if you have a tool that fits you and your style, you're more likely to stay the course and finish your goals. And if you're looking for ideas on what tools could be the best options for you, I do have a money toolkit list that I have on the site and I will include in the show notes. And if you want to chat with me, ask questions, or share your own tips on how you're winning with money, please join us over at Thriving Families on Facebook. It's free, private, and a really positive community where we're focused on helping each other out. Just head over to couplemoney.com FB. Thank you again for being a part of the community. We covered a ton this season, and I can't wait to share the next one with you. Remember, if you want me to cover a question that you have, just head over to Couple Money and submit your question. As always, I'll have all the resources we mentioned today, plus extras, including the best money books based on your goals over in the show notes at Couple Money. If you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss out on any episodes. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Radio Public, pretty much whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. Our theme song was written and performed by Gentle Regime. Additional music by Lee Rose here. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Can't wait to talk to you in 2019. Take care.